It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to talk about a stray dog. And I say that with tongue-in-cheek, but there is a beautiful movie out. It is called The Stray. And I am a dog lover, and so as soon as I heard about this movie, it already tugged at my heartstrings before I knew the plot. And so I'm so thrilled to introduce to you today the director. Should I call you the director-producer, Mitch? Sure, that's fine. Director-producer, chief head guy, father of the family, Mitch Davis. Mitch, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. And congratulations on oh. bringing this family story to the big screen again. I, I should, for those of you who need a reminder, you're Mitch Davis, that's familiar, yes, from the fame of the other side of heaven. So yeah. it's such a pleasure and honor to have you here. Your beautiful wife, Michelle, thank you for joining us today too, Michelle. It's good to be here. Now the movie's about you too. It is. <laughs> <laughs> How interesting for you. I actually watched an interview where you're talking about what it was like to see someone else play your role. And we're going to get into that for a bit. But first, let's talk about the big story. The Stray is a true life story. Yeah. And it happened how long ago, Mitch? Uh, 25 years ago in our family. We were one of those young, struggling families just trying to keep the rent paid and the kids fed. And... Uh, and it was a stressful, crazy time. We were in L.A. I was actually working at Disney Studios at the time. And uh, my wife and I were both kind of at our wits' end, kind of in survival mode. And uh, I made the bold suggestion that what we needed to do was get a dog. Okay. Do you like dogs, Michelle? Oh, I love dogs. I had a, a dog that I had until from the time I was five years old until the year the summer after we got married. So I was like... 22, 23, and um, a little dachshund and slept on my bed every night. And so I was I was probably more of a dog lover than he was. But even. at this time in your family, how many children did you have and how old were we they? We had a six-year-old and a four-year-old and a six-month-old baby. Which is not normally the time a family adopts right. a dog. <laughs> right. But Mitch, why, why did you decide a dog may be exactly what your family needs? Uh, you know, I don't know that I decided that. I just hoped. Mm. We were kind of, we were just, we were circling the, the drain, you know, and we just were looking for something, praying for something. And that seemed to be the best idea I could could grab onto at the time. Michelle, on the other hand, was not uh, of the same mind. In fact, she said, you're crazy. But she said, Kind of, she added parenthetically, well, if a stray dog shows up, I'll think about it. But no way am I getting the dog on purpose. And uh, lo and behold, a stray dog showed up a couple of weeks later. Now, I have to tell the backstory a little I'm, bit I'm on read, that. I'm ready for that because I'm that, wondering if he let, let a dog loose. That, <laughs> no, that, that, that remark was pretty sarcastic on my part when I said I had read, and this will give away my age, I had read a Dear Abby article. <laughs> and there was Ann Landers back and, then, Yeah, too. yeah, it was. Yeah, Ann Landers and, and Dear Abby. And it was talked about that the best way to get a dog was a stray because they don't know if they're going to stay and you're not sure you're going to keep them. And um so I was actually being quite sarcastic when I said that because a stray dog had never come 
anywhere near my home or us or anything. Arrived so on I, your porch in L.A. Right, sure. right. You know, so I, I thought I was pretty safe in making that statement. <laughs> so but how the, long after she made that comment, by the way, did the stray appear? You know, it, it, it's subject to debate amongst different members of our family, but it felt like a couple of weeks. Okay. It wasn't long. And uh, and this stray followed our oldest son home from, I think, kindergarten? First grade. First grade. First grade, yeah. Christian, uh, who was the composer on our film, back then he was just a little first grader, and it followed him home and uh, was skinny and bedraggled but really well-behaved and just kind of plopped down in our family and said, hey, here I am. You know, deal with me. When and- opportunity or dog knocks, <laughs> I guess you, right. you open. What type of dog is... Well, it's, his name is Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. Okay. So, what type of dog is he? A breed? He, he was know? a he was a pointer mix. Uh, pro- looked like maybe a pointer in a lab, mid sized dog, but just the most good natured, well behaved, well trained. You know, every dog we've had since then, we have trained, and none have been as well trained as. <laughs> Pluto. So whoever trained him was a much better dog owner than we were. And somebody watching the movie is probably saying, wait a minute. <laughs> right. That looks an awful lot like, no, or it uh, could be. So the, the dog follows your son home he and did. he says, mom, can we keep him? How did that play out? Well, I was a little surprised, but I was still sticking with my dear Abby. And I thought, I honestly thought, I don't know if I'm going to keep him, but I'm going to feed him and give him a warm place to sleep. And I looked for the owner. I, you know, that was the other part was I, I called the elementary school. They said he had been hanging around the playground for a week and playing with the kids, which, so that was like, kid okay, friendly, kid right. friendly. Mm-hmm. But I called the, the, you know, animal rescue places and to see if anyone was looking for him. We put up some pictures. So at first I wasn't sure I was going to keep him because I thought I might find his owner. And um, that didn't happen. And by then, we were all madly in love with him. So, <laughs> there is something b- very beautiful about what a dog can bring to mm-hmm. a family. And I know when we made our choice, it was purposeful that we needed unconditional love mm-hmm. in our house, and we needed someone to hug and greet the kids when they came home from school. Right. And, and and as much as you try to do that as a parent, the truth <laughs> is you've got your hands full often, mm-hmm. and you're not able to roll on the floor and wag your tail like like <laughs> yeah. a dog. That's yeah. Right. So this was, in some sense, the answer to your prayers. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was absolutely that. And uh, um, Pluto, in many ways, uh, played the role of a guardian angel in our family. I mean, he he loved us. He played with us. He taught us to slow down and appreciate each other more. And he saved uh, one of our children when she wandered away as a toddler for about an hour. Uh, he then saved my life uh when I was struck by lightning. So, he, yeah, he saved our family and he saved our lives. Um, but uh, so, yeah, he was, he played the role of whether or not he was an angel. He played the part of an angel. Mm-hmm. And the movie to me spoke to me and I'm, I'm excited to see it in theaters because it's still out. How many theaters? Hundreds, right? Yeah. 640 screens nationwide, coast to coast, which is Really an exciting thing for a film that was uh, produced here locally, local crew, not all local cast, some local cast, um, to go nationwide, coast to coast. Uh, what a what a blessing. And it's just great to hear reports from theaters in, you know, Michigan and Kentucky and Georgia and North Carolina. Uh, we're 
films made here locally don't usually get a chance to go. Uh, for me, what I'm also looking forward to experiencing with my kids is a movie that allows a human story to play out re- honestly, gently, and, and goes to the core of who we are. Because as I've read and, and studied a little bit more about the movie, it, it really does go to the pursuit that we all have for having a healthy and happy and united family. And that's something within all of us. We want to be close. We want fractures to heal. We want to be together. And I, I'm looking forward to that message. So, Michelle, were you surprised to see that weaved or woven throughout the movie? Well, probably surprised the most because it was actually the original screenplay was written by our youngest son. You know, he's Parker. Parker. Okay. Parker Davis. And he wasn't even born when... When all of this happened. So he had heard family lore. He had heard the okay. this, this stories, you know, throughout the years and the stories of Pluto and and the lightning. And, and so, but he, you know, he's 20. When he wrote it, he was 21. Yeah. He was 21 years old, you know. And, and so you wouldn't expect him to go in that direction. And a mature. A, that a mature, mature yeah, sure. a mature. And so we were really surprised when... He brought the screenplay to us. He had asked us if we could, and we kind of thought, it, you know, sure, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. We were not. And he, um, when he brought us the screenplay, number one, I tried to talk all my sons into being dentists, but they're all in the film business instead. <laughs> Influence but, of uh, art on a family, right? right? So, very obedient children. Very, yeah. No. So, so when I read it, I said, I read it first, and I'm like, oh, no, Mitch, he's, it's really good. <laughs> he's a good writer. <laughs> So my, my my dentist vision was gone for him immediately, and um and then Mitch read it, and we both were you know really taken with it, and and we hadn't really thought about the story for a lot of years, and so it really kind of took us back. I almost wonder, and you're the parents, and for those who've just joined us, welcome to Utah Weekly Forum. In the studio with us today is Mitch Davis, the producer and director of the new movie that is out in hundreds of theaters. In fact, I just Googled The Stray in Utah. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Theaters all along the Wasatch Front. We're very excited about it. A family film with a deeper message. His wife, beautiful wife, Michelle, who's portrayed uh, in the movie as well because it is a family drama, a family story. Um, on the big screen. So thank you. So you have multiple children involved. Parker Davis uh, was not alive when this happened. I was thinking, I, I was going from, I wonder if him missing out on that is what mm-hmm. made, compelled him to capture that story. If it, mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of a, it's a, it's been a very private story and almost a sacred story for our family. Um, one that we talk about amongst ourselves but have not talked about a lot publicly. So when Parker first suggested doing this as a movie, Michelle and I both resisted. Um, uh, But he persisted as we resisted, and he got his way because it turned out to be a a beautiful story, and we could see its potential for, for families, as you said earlier. One of the things that's really struck me about the movie, you mentioned going with your children, um, we have done a number of test screenings with people of different ages. And when we have the questions and answers afterwards, and when we were watching the film, it's really striking to me how young children respond to this movie. Um, when we ask for questions, uh, we did one the other night. Every single question was asked by someone between, between the ages of 5 and 10. 
they just are in, just enthralled by the movie. And I think it's because they have been so underserved lately by what we call family films. Because when we say family films today, it usually means it's a cartoon. And this is not a cartoon. This is not a cakewalk movie. This is an emotional, riveting movie about a real family, real kids, and a real drama. And and it's almost like these kids wake up like, wow, it's a real story. And they're not they're – not, It's not fantasy. I can relate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And each of these children are mm-hmm. exper- experiencing in their own family, home life, bits and pieces of family drama. Yeah. It's real. And so for a moment, they can sit back yeah. and identify with that. Are a lot of their questions about the dog, Pluto? Some of them are about mm-hmm. the dog. And some of them are about the lightning strike. Um, you know, some of them are about families. Um, you know – we were a real family and we put warts and all on the screen. You know, I, I could sort of argue that they put too many warts on me <laughs> in the movie. Um, but he asked uh, for several, that, he asked for several rewrites. Yeah. Yeah. Wait <laughs> but a Parker second. Parker was the dis- decision maker. Huh? <laughs> Parker got to decide who his dad really was <laughs> on the screen. But yeah, I mean, we're all just getting through life. You know, we were a young family where uh, the bills were all, too high. The kids were all too hungry and too needy. And my bosses wanted me to work way, way, way too much. And my wife didn't get nearly enough support from her husband. Well, that was all true. But we were all good people. We were all in it together. It's just that it was really hard. Mm. And uh, there aren't any real evil characters in this film, except people trying to do their best, like so many of us are every day. I love that. The movie's The Stray, and uh, I want to talk a bit about what you said. Um, so much of this movie is local for us. So all across the nation, they're going to be sitting in the theater, and they're going to see the movie play out. We're going to see the characters and, and uh, you know follow the plot, but we're also, those of us along the Wasatch Front, may recognize some of the topography. So where, are, where did you shoot a lot of this movie? The entire movie was shot between uh, Sundance slash American Fork Canyon and Park City. Uh, we did California and Colorado, both in the Heber Valley in Midway and Daniels in Heber. Um, and we pulled it off. I mean, it looks like California when it's supposed to look like California. We even did a, we did a Los Angeles traffic jam in the parking lot of uh, J.R. Smith Elementary <laughs> School. Um, I hope you grab some photos of that because that's a lot of memory. (laughs) Yeah, no. So it's really all – most of the movie was shot in the Heber Valley with uh, a a few days spent in the mountains of Colorado and uh, mountains of American Fort Canyon and a few days at the Park City Film Studios, now called the Utah Film Studios in Park City. And some of the younger members of the cast or predominantly – a predominant amount of the young members of the cast are from Utah as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. A a lot of the cast. Brennan Williams out of Provo. Enoch Ellis here out of Salt Lake, great kid actors. Emily, I'm sorry, Eliza de Azevedo Brown uh, was a fantastic little girl, played our four-year-old daughter, Rachel. And then uh, our own granddaughter, Frida Davis, uh, played the role of our own daughter, Kinsey. Uh, Scott Christopher, fantastic local actor. Isn't he great? Oh, my gosh. Jackie Brown, Jackie Gray, another fantastic actress. 
And who local. played you, Michelle? I forgot. Sarah Lancaster. Sarah Lancaster. And, and I made the joke earlier, she's a doppelganger. But she, <laughs> she really does. Uh, uh, you know, she's similar to you. She's yeah. not I've quite as pretty that. as my oh, That's yeah. true. <laughs> That's true. But it's, it's always lovely to look at a lovely actress play, it, playing It is. Playing it's, your a, role. it's a special treat. I've, I've heard you say that you're hoping that this movie gives people hope. Yeah. Well, you know, as he was talking about how we were going through a really difficult time, and so for me, what is dear to my heart is for people to, um, when things are tough in a marriage, in your family, not to throw in the towel, you know, because you're just in a little valley, and and if you work together, you're going to climb out of that valley and get get to the mountaintops again. And, you know, in life, in family, in marriage— that's the way it is all the way along, really. And so we sometimes we, you know, just relied on our commitment to each other and our commitment to our children to kind of get us through the hard times and sometimes just hang on until, you know, until things eased up a little bit. And sometimes really serious events happen in the right. life of a family. And I was right. thinking of some of the symbolism of Mitch being struck by lightning, mm-hmm. uh, but that those kind mm-hmm. of major events, whether it be a literal lightning strike on a family, those mm-hmm. major shifts and challenges can really test uh, our relationships yeah, because we're just human, right? We are just human. Yeah. Elder Holland gave a great talk years ago at about the time we were going through a lot of this stuff. And he talked about when he and his wife had to head off to graduate school Pat, and, yes. and, and, and the car broke down just a little bit outside St. George. And, and he talked about just how they cobbled it all together. And then I remember he, he kind of issued a challenge to anybody listening. He said, you know, if any of you are in a circumstance like this and you think it's just too much. And then he looked right at the camera and he said, you go, boy. You just go. And I remember when Michelle and I both heard that talk, we kind of looked at each other like, ah, he was talking to us. Um, because that's really all we could do was just go and hang on and pretend like we loved each other. <clears throat> and there's different types of love. There's love mm-hmm. and commitment. There, right? there, there's there so is, much of yeah. that. Michelle Davis and Mitch Davis, uh, not only the the mom and dad of the family that's featured in the movie The Stray, but also Mitch is the uh, director and producer of the movie. So Parker, your youngest son, uh, wrote the screenplay. Christian mm-hmm. what, is the composer of the music. Christian, who's the kid in the movie that inherits mm-hmm. the dog. Uh, yeah, now now 35 instead of 9 or 10. Uh, he's the composer, a very accomplished film composer who's done a lot of movies, great, great score, beautiful score. And then our middle son, Marshall, uh, edited the movie and colored it. So Michelle was the associate producer, and our granddaughter and my brother were in it. It's family affair. I appreciate that, that knowing your title with that too, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let you go, uh, it is in many different theaters, and uh, it has been in some sense maybe Parker's dream to bring this uh, to the big street screen. But how important was it for you, Mitch, to provide a movie that is a family fair? That it is, I joke when you came in, you know, uh, people of their level of, of what it takes to satisfy them keeps going higher, more violence, more, more suspense, more. And it, to me, it's, it erodes the soul of who mm-hmm. we are. So mm-hmm. so is is this I mean this is a tradition for you to produce really great quality films. Yeah, no, thank you. It's my intent certainly. 
Um, this is a movie about our family going into the movie business to make movies for families that uplift and edify, and yet in the process getting sucked up into the rat race to the level that our own family started to suffer and was jeopardized by our pursuit of making movies for families. So it's a family movie about a family that wants to make family movies that loses its family. Uh, It really is that. And there's nothing that I feel more strongly about than the ability of movies to form and inform popular culture. And popular culture is the pool water that our children and grandchildren swim in every day. I love that metaphor. It is that. And they and sometimes it it can be clear, pure water and it can be sewage. And and man, we just gotta exert ourselves as as parents and grandparents to 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 form popular culture, not just react to popular culture. So that's what we hope this movie does. I mean, we've heard stories of, you know, people in theaters weeping and 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 hugging and talking about God with each other afterwards. I just can't think of anything that that makes me feel better than that. Uh, Frank Capra once said that only the morally courageous should be allowed to speak to their fellow men for two hours in the dark. And and so in that dark place, the theater, where we willingly suspend our disbelief, we can either get fed pure, pure clear water or sewage or something somewhere in between. And uh, our hope is that this movie, uh, you know, uplifts and edifies and and gives people hope rather than darkening their their souls. That was beautiful, Mitch. And I was thinking of you as a mother wanting those dentists. And yet, (laughs) since they are all now creating art, they they can fulfill that, the dream Mm -hmm. that Mitch just described. Right. No, and I'm really proud of all of them because it's, it's a tough business to be in and it's tough to maintain your values when you're in that business, and they all are good men, so I'm proud of them. I, we have just a couple of minutes, but I was thinking, it's interesting that not just children, but all of us as adults, it's easier for us in some ways to have an animal in a movie, mm-hmm. and, and and over and over again, it gives us permission to, to delve into that animal unconditionally mm-hmm. and experience the emotions. There's something, and of course, you know this as as uh, movie producers, there's something about that. And, yeah. and I'm looking forward to that experience as well. Well, Pluto, we call him the wonder dog because we never really knew where he came from and because he did magical things in our family. Uh, he was an angel to us, and he did participate in miracles in our family's life. And we'll always be grateful to him. And we're kind of excited that we can make a movie that honors him uh, in a way. He wasn't the only stray in the movie. I was a stray dad, and he was a stray dog, and he helped me uh, repent and become a better person than I would have otherwise, and he helped our family heal. No, And we always, we always felt like he was literally sent to us as a gift to 
to help us through some hard times. So. It's beautiful. And as a dog lover, I'm hoping this means that more families will open the doors to the strays that they see on their front porch because what a difference um, that decision can make. Right. The Stray, out in theaters now. This is the second weekend the yeah. movie is out. And so this is the opportunity and the time. What's everybody, the be- everybody listening to this on Sunday night needs to go on Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night of the following week with at least 50 of their friends five times. <laughs> That's the least we can do. That is. That is. Yeah. For The Stray, Mitch Davis and Michelle Davis, thank you so much for taking time out to join us and share the story of the movie that's about the movie makers, about the movie, The Stray. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you. Thanks.